Welcome everybody, it's time for Kings in a Heart. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton, one of your favorite LMFTs, licensed marriage and family therapists, joined by the infamous, my brother, my partner in crime, another licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. John Hart. My brother, man, it's brother good to see John, you, man. Brother John, good to see you. How you feel, man? Uh, feeling good, feeling great. Yeah. Uh, here with you again for yeah. another show. For you the got people. it. Oh yeah, for the people, for the people. For the people. That's right. And so, you know what we do here. We talk about relationships from all different kinds of angles. We want to make sure that we give you the best information possible, but not just the information, also tactics on how you can have healthier relationships. So we give you answers as well as things to think about, right? Well, today we want to talk about what it means to be a team. You and your significant other, whether you're married or not, how do you approach the teamwork that it takes to be in a healthy relationship, as opposed to being competitors. Because oftentimes yeah. what we find in our own practices is that people are working against each other with yep. all the arguing and all the conflict. They're not thinking about this as how can we actually work better together as opposed to constantly trying to put the other person down or make sure the other person loses or just putting the other person in the corner and you want to control everything. So, yep. you know, let's talk about this, man. Dr. John, Dr. John. First, let's let's start here. When you when you think about your clients and how they operate with one another, and you get into these conversations about being a better team, how do you start that conversation off with them? What, how do you even describe or help them describe what it means to be a team? Uh, team, uh, you know, being a team to me always is about thinking beyond yourself, um, changing or at least adjusting to a different lens, right? Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is it's the infamous I, I changing it to the we, right? I always yep. talk to my couples about that. Yep, one of my favorite uh, phrases. Yeah, we always have to change our lens. There's times when we need to stand as individuals within the context of a relationship. True. But for the most part, in my, in my uh, experience, in my clinical opinion, I do think if you are in a relationship, the the mindset should predominantly be we Mm -hmm. and what that does is once you are leading with that lens we're hoping that um ideally that your behaviors your thoughts your you know the way you're going about some of these processes like communication should change Mm -hmm. in that particular lens so that we lens comes with a different set of expectations, behaviors, processes, yeah. right? And so I always start there fundamentally. So yeah. whenever I start talking about, um, you know, what is it to be a team? I also use another synonym that the audience have heard us use, like partnership. Like what does it mean to be a partnership? Or what does partnership look like? Um, even for my clients who are not sports fanatics um, like myself, um, I still go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, sports is a really great example of, what does, especially team-driven sports, so what does it look like, right? And one of the biggest things that they they always talk about is what is our shared goal, 
What is the common goal? Exactly. What is the end goal? Every sports team, every season it starts when they get into training camp or preseason or whatever, that will, that's usually, correct me if I'm wrong, brother, that's usually day one of training camp, which is what is our shared goal for the year? Exactly. Because if you don't have that shared goal, right, we're going to have problems. Right. We're going to have have, problems. You don't have direction. You don't have direction at that point. Right. But operative word, shared. Yes. Shared. Right. 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 And so when you're in a relationship, it's not about uh, you had mentioned it earlier. It's not about like, well, it has to be your way or or my way. And, and we'll get into it a little bit more. Oh, yeah. One, one, one of the biggest things that really annoys me, it happened earlier, uh, I think last week or so. One of my couples is, you know, it, it's it's we have to stay away from either trying to dominate the space mm-hmm. in relationships mm-hmm. and also giving up. A lot of space right right and what i mean by that is the infamous like okay you know what fine let's just do whatever you want to right do. and it's like right, that's surrender just surrender yeah yeah that that that's not teamwork yeah. it, it's not and you may think that you are trying to save peace for the sake of the team dynamic but you're not right so i mean that's a little quick overview of how i usually start talking to couples about teamwork about um and what it looks like trying to break it down i mean but but what what comes to mind or, or what have you shared with clients brother reek when you guys have talked about this Yo, stuff? brother i think we are of the same mind i know back when i was doing the old moon man radio show i had my partner mm-hmm. in crime there my girl kima and mm-hmm. kima got married in her late 30s the first time she ever got married and when she, after she got married let's say probably about six months to you know nine months in she says on the air, you know, one of the biggest adjustments she had to make was going from that I mind state to that we mind state, just like you said it, just like you said it. You know, it's, it's no longer just about me and how I've been living for all these years, but how do I incorporate the thoughts, the ideas, the desires, the passions of this other person into what we want to do, not just what I want to do anymore. It's no longer just about how I see things, but how this other person see things. And are we actually on the same page? And if we are, how do we move as a collective as opposed to just me pushing things along? You know, it's really about giving up that control and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do together. So, yeah, going from I to we, that's a major, major shift in, in focus when you decide to be in a relationship with somebody. Yep, I was you know, listen to another podcast the other day and they were interviewing Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And the question came up with like, you know, how, you know, how, how close have you guys ever come to being, you know, split up? And Terry Lewis is like, you know, when we go home at night and that's it, you know, for the most part, they've always been tight. And Jimmy Jam was saying, yeah, you know, we don't argue, you know, I don't believe in arguing. If you're arguing, then that means you want somebody else to lose. And I never want Terry to lose. And you have to take that same kind of mindset into I your agree. relationships. You know, are you really trying to win something here or are you trying to understand? And so you may have a disagreement, but are you trying to get a, to an understanding about what the other person wants and possibly a compromise, some kind of negotiation, or do you just want your way? And that's not what a team does. When, when, and I use the sports analogy all the time, especially basketball. You know, when you're on a team, everyone has their roles. And that means you figure out what your role is. They figure out what their role is. And you guys figure out, okay, how do we maximize our talents so that we win? Whatever whatever we're up against so that we win. But if you're going in there saying, well, this is what I want and I'm going to control this, well, guess what? You're not going to win as a team. You may have some successes here and there, but overall you're not going to have that chip. You're not going to win that championship because you need all the players on the team to win. 
You know, you look at Michael Jordan, it wasn't until he got the other role players on his team that he started winning all those championships. You have to look at your mate as your teammate. You know, it's, there's no way around it. But what I often start off with, to answer your original question, what I often start off with is having my clients define it for themselves. I want you to tell me what it means to be on a team. And so, you know, some people come up with the sports analogies, but they never really think about that for themselves. They never think about, okay, yeah, maybe this is my teammate. And yeah, maybe, you know, the way that we're approaching things is more adversarial, like we're on different teams than actual teammates trying to trying to win. And like you said, it's all about that common goal. Where are we trying to go? What, what, is, what is it that we want as a couple? And how do we do that together? But that's not what people do. And why is that? You know, what do you think it is that keeps a lot of our couples from seeing each other as teammates and more so see each other as adversaries, especially by the time they come see us? Yeah, I, I, it's funny you even you even added the last part, especially when they come and see us, because you know what that implies? That implies that they, by the time they see, they have, they start to see us, they have now developed a, quite a combative, yes. abrasive yes. approach. Yes. Right. Yes. So I just want to underscore: there's a reason why. I don't think that was slip of the tongue, right? No, I no, no, no. It was, no. I, that was, that was I, very I think, intentional. Very intentional. Yeah, that was very intentional, and I just wanted to kind of uplift that and underscore that because, like, that's a that's a big deal, and that's just to show that like pat- unhealthy patterns. For some reason, I tell my wife this all the time: unhealthy patterns in relationship, for some reason, develop far quicker than the healthy ones. Wouldn't you agree? No like, doubt. It's odd, right? Yeah. Like so. So when you think about it, I don't think it takes long for any couple to engage in a combative, abrasive, non-team work style Mm -hmm. uh, uh, quickly and for it to just kind of perpetuate on. Right. But why? Um, But why? 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 Why do they actually develop that? Why why does the relationship develop in that way? If this is somebody that, you know, you've invested time into really spent, you know, getting to know and building a friendship with and an appreciation for. Why is it once you make that commitment, all of a sudden, you know, you you develop a more conflictual way of, of communicating and you become adversaries? Why is that? Yeah, I, I I mean, several things. And we've talked about like all different kinds of factors leading up to this conversation in previous episodes. So certain things that come to mind is um, people don't have the skills. People are mm-hmm. not taught. People really do not know genuinely how to communicate effectively in a relationship very true they do not very true um there are people who you know brother reed brings it up all the time but i'll i'll bring it up because he may bring it up uh this is a teaser there's personality disorder so uh <laughs> i mean there are people who are borderline yes. there are people who are histrionic there yes. are people who are narcissistic there are people you know it's quite rare but are there are people with some um uh uh, uh what, what's what's the other one the the um why, mm. why am I drawing a blank? The one that serial killers fall under. Oh, psychopaths. antisocial. Antisocial, yeah. There, there are people with antisocial, you know, tendencies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, so I, you know, um, so, so that's another factor, right? Personality right. Uh, issues. Yes. Um, there's, there's, there's family of origin rules around communication. And that's that major, in. yep. Yeah, like, so they're bringing that stuff in. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that is conditioning. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm used to, like, yelling because I grew up in a family. All we did was yell. So right. it's not a big deal. Right. Like right. Those kinds of things. So those are just like some quick off the off the top things that if you were to say, well, why are couples struggling like mm-hmm. this, not communicating or relating to each other in teamwork? Mm-hmm. Like those three immediately come to my mind. But is did I, I mean, are there other things that you 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 figured out or, or I, noticed? I think I think, you know, right along the lines of what you're saying there is, you know, the the sense of defensiveness. 
you know, people come in and like they have to defend their ground. And I think a lot of people yeah, approach, right? approach relationships like, okay, well, I don't want to lose myself completely. I want to make sure that I'm being heard. And oftentimes they don't feel like they're being heard, which goes to your communication point. And so I want to make sure that I'm staking my ground here and I'm going to defend that at all costs. And so anytime you challenge whatever I'm thinking or whatever I'm doing, I'm going to defend myself from right. your attack. Correct. Which means you're already looking at your mate as an adversary because you're already putting it in terms like I'm being attacked. Are you being attacked or are you being challenged? Because teammates challenge each other all the time. They oh, will put each other to the side and be like, look it, I need you to be at this spot when I'm ready to pass you the ball. You know, So, yeah, I'm going to challenge you to do the things that are going to help us succeed in our goal. But a Good lot point. of times Good people point. will actually turn around and say, well, I'm Good not just point. being challenged. You're actually attacking me. A good point. It's not an attack. This person actually cares about you. Why would they attack you? So you're already viewing them from the standpoint of being someone who's going to do you harm. And it's like, that's not it. And so, where, yeah, where does that come from? It comes from your family of origin issues. It comes from your own personality disorders where you actually view things differently than they're actually happening. Um, and it comes from, you know, past relationships where you felt like you weren't hurting. You, you have to force yourself, you know, upon everybody else now. It comes from a, a number of different areas, but you need to be able to see that. And I think oftentimes by the time people come see us, they're completely blind to that. They don't even recognize that that's what they're doing. All they can do is say, yeah, I'm being attacked. You know, they're, they're, you know, we argue all the time because they don't listen to me. And so I have to, you know, really force my point. And it's, no, no, you don't. You don't have to force your point. And you have to just back up a little bit and see yourself in it. And, you know, you start talking about personality disorders, you know, oftentimes people with personality disorders don't see that at all. You know, even if you're trying to break it down to them, they have a hard time conceptualizing that and accepting that. So that's going to be a little bit more extreme. We can get into that more later on. But when it comes to the family origin issues, when it comes to your own personal experiences, yeah, you can help people see, oh, that's where it came from. The reason why I'm always trying to defend myself is because my parents were always so hard on me and I never really had a chance to defend myself against them. I had to listen. I had to take it. But now that I'm an adult and I'm in a relationship with somebody who I consider my equal, I will defend myself to make sure that I'm not feeling some kind of injury from their attack. But then again, is it really an attack? Yeah, that's a good point. You 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 definitely have highlighted some interesting stuff here to tease out, right? So one of the things that come to mind is like, um, well, when you use them, um, I I do appreciate it's important for our listeners to know, like, yeah, it's really helpful in knowing that um, pushing each other is nothing wrong with that. It's actually a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. Challenging each other, like, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. That's actually what brings out the best out of the other person your yeah. teammate right yeah. so to speak like it does so let's also explicit because you mentioned it and i was like that's where i was like yeah i so agree like let's really let people know that challenging is good pushing people is good um but then it crosses over to your other point that you you fleshed out pretty well and that is our perceptions right so if we're in a defensive mode who's to say that someone who's genuine your partner who's genuinely probably trying to push you or challenge you you're taking it so in a different way yeah. because you're in a defensive mode right. or this may be a common topic that has all already uh, or, or you guys are used to kind of spiraling. Right. Mm -hmm. So the minute the topic comes up, both people are in like fighting stance. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so I want to, I want to bring that up because like you, 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 you did a really good job of kind of like setting the, the tone up for 
like there are healthy aspects of being a teammate or, or being in a in a team uh, uh, oriented kind of fashion that is like push each other, challenge, yeah, each, challenge other, each other, right? Bring the best of each other. But there's some nuance here when it gets to um, how things can start to go left. And mm-hmm. one of the things I picked out that you said, I think it's perception, but I think your perception is usually guided by some of the things that we, we you you listed, I've listed. Right. It's, oh, here's this topic again. I hate when they bring it up. Right. So your stance changes. Right. Or I, I had such a crappy day at work and the, I feel like they just coming at me. So you see right. what I mean? Like right. your perception is, 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 I don't know. It's a lot of context here, but I do appreciate you bringing it up because I have to talk to my couples about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. He- right. Don't, don't you ask like, so what was going on for you during this time? Right. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when we ask that we're, we're, we're trying to get context and also emotionally, what were you experiencing? Cause you probably weren't in the best place to right. receive that message. Right. Or something. Right. 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 But the other part of that too is I think what happens is people actually begin to feel like this bigger than just a moment. Like this is an attack on their person. So me judging what you're doing is really judging you. And it's no longer just, okay, well, I have to defend or or respond to the thing that you're talking about because you're really talking about me. So say, for example, my wife cooks something, right? And she expects me to be honest with her about how it tastes. So if I taste it and I say, oh, you know what? It it tastes like it's, it's missing a little something. Well, she were to take it like, well, you're saying that I'm a bad cook. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if she took it that way, of course it's going to lead to an argument because your perception is that I'm actually talking about you as a person and your skills and your abilities as opposed to what I'm just tasting. So you take it way beyond the moment and make it personal about you. And it's like it's not that. You know, yeah. luckily my wife is very open to not even critique or criticism, just, you know, all right, this is this might be a little off. So let's try something different. She, she sees me as a teammate and recognizes I'm not trying to insult her. I'm not trying to attack her. She's not going to take it personally. But so often people take things so deeply personal when it's not about that. It's really about the moment. That's a good point. And so that's, that's, what, true. that's what those arguments build from because your perception is that I'm being attacked. My personality, my persona, who I am is being attacked in this moment when all the person is saying would you please please pick up your clothes? That's all I'm saying. If we want to have a cleaner house, please just clean up after yourself. I'm not saying you're a filthy person. I'm not saying that you're horrible. True. But you're you're defining their their challenging of you as a personal attack, saying that you're just not good enough. And it's not that. That's where that perception issue comes in. How are you perceiving what the person is saying to you? Is it a personal attack or is it a comment on what's happening right here in the moment? And people often miss that part. That's a good point. No, I mean, you're spot on. Uh, one of the things that I'm hearing you say, and 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 I think what makes the conversation very hard mm-hmm. is you're saying that even during moments where we're trying to communicate, give feedback or push or challenge, there is some form of inherent truth underneath that's there. Mm-hmm. And the truth there's that, a, truth that of, of things that have happened it, or things that you believe about yourself already. I mean, probably both. Okay. I mean, uh, that, that's that's a good point. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about it like that. Um, but right, it's 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 kind of like because that's where I always ask people about like their insecurities. If yes. you're getting feedback, 
right? So, like, if we're playing basketball and, and if I keep messing up a play, you as my teammate, it'd be important for you to, like, come pull me aside and give me feedback or whatever. But the way you do it, yes, it's very important. Right. But it's also up to me to be very secure within myself and also honest with myself. Right. Because what if I just be like, well, I just don't like, you know, the, the fact that I just don't like to get, quote unquote, criticized or give feedback. So I block the message, even if the message objectively is to help me. Right. And can help me. I think that's the other problem about like being teammates is some people meaning to your point. I'm trying to say that sometimes there may be some objective truth to whatever feedback you're getting. And it's important for being a teammate that you deliver that in a very healthy, honest, helpful way. But it also takes the other person to be able to receive it and understand that there's actually true value. Now, if you internalize and, and you're already dealing with insecurities, then why not express that? But don't block the message objectively as if there's no relevance. Mm-hmm. Right. Does right. like does, does that make sense? Because yeah. like because that's the sensitivity part. Like it's like you don't need to be sensitive if you're burning food and your partner says like, hey, we need to think about a different way. So that way you don't burn food. Mm-hmm. Why would you get upset when the re- when the reality is you have been burning food because of what you just mentioned, the insecurity, the insecurity. And, but whoever brings up the insecurities. Whoever, especially especially by the time they're on our couch, people aren't being very transparent about what's going on with them, and they're definitely not being vulnerable. So if you're feeling insecure about something, how likely are you going to open up about that insecurity with your partner so that they recognize, okay, the way that you're bringing this, this topic to me is making me feel worse than it really is? No one really opens up like that, especially if they're coming to see us as, as you know, sure. for, for therapy. And so that's the thing that gets in the way. People can be very insecure about things. And the moment they're challenged, that insecurity comes roaring to the surface. And you feel like you have to defend yourself because it's already something you already believe and feel about yourself. But now someone's calling it out. Somebody sees it. And that's a scary thing. If you feel it is one thing, but for somebody else to see it too, somebody kind of look behind the curtain and see this thing about you that you already believe, but you don't want anybody else to see. Oh, that is bruising. That is that. That's crushing, and so now you feel even more attacked because someone's looking at you naked, and it's like they're criticizing what they see, and you don't like that. You don't want that. You don't want to feel that exposed, and so what are you gonna do? You get in that defensive posture, and you come back swinging because you feel so exposed. And so yeah. ask yourselves, how often are your arguments? a result of you feeling that someone has exposed something about you that you already know that you don't want anybody else to see. And that's why you have to defend yourself. That's why they become your adversary because they are showing you something that you don't want them to even know. How often are you being exposed like that? And that's what's leading you to be so defensive and start fighting. hundred percent. I agree. That's well said. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's honestly well said. I mean, and, and that's usually what you're what you're naming now is usually the internal processes of what's happening mm-hmm. that ends up manifesting in an outward way where it, it now looks like two teammates at each other's throats. Right. At, pra- at practice. Right. Right. You know. Yep. Um, yep. 
because you're calling yeah, out no, you're calling out you're calling out my weaknesses and yeah I, I don't I don't want I don't want to appear that way I don't want to appear that way to anybody right right like I I, I I and I tell people and I tell my clients too it's like I get that I mean like who in the world wants like their flaws brought out but how else are, I always say how else are we going to get better though right but that's the thing. So many people How become comfortable. Going to get better? So I'm many people you, they get comfortable with that, and so you, and that that's what makes it hard to become the we from I because they're comfortable right. with their flaws. They don't Thank want you. to and go ha- to the we. <laughs> and haven't and haven't we heard this this same thing? Over, have we heard these things in therapy? Yes. We, meaning we've heard we've heard clients say my partner is is comfortable continuing to do things that isn't working. Mm-hmm. We've heard that right. right. Right, constantly. And to your point, it's and when you're going through that, it's hard for you to feel like it's a we. Yeah. When it's like, because we'll say, like, have you expressed it to your partner? They'd be like, I've said it, I've yelled it, I've screamed it, you know, over I've said it upside. Over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that doesn't sound like we. Right. And then now, and now technically you do have to look at the other partner. And and, and sometimes I have to objectively say, Okay, we'll talk about tone or whatever, but have you received this direct feedback? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, then I gotta like hold you accountable yes. because like yes. that because that's not being a teammate. You cannot do that. No, no, you're not being a good team. You're not being a good teammate. You know, you are focusing on just what you want and what you don't. When what you want to do and what you don't want to do, and you're not considering the other person, and you're not really considering your goals. You know, so again, correct. <laughs> when I have these conversations, it always comes back to you know domestic labor and household chores and stuff like that. You know that the house has to maintain a, it should, let me not say has, but you know that your mate, and even when you guys talked about it, the house should maintain a certain level of cleanliness. But when you come home, all you do is, you know, eat something, throw something in the, in the, in the sink. Don't wash it out. Don't put it in a dishwasher. Don't clean it. You just throw it in the sink. And your mate keeps getting on you about that over and over again. Yo, could you just please wash this out? And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But you never do. So you're not holding up your end of the bargain. If the idea is to keep the kitchen clean, you're not following through on that. You are not helping to meet that goal that you guys both set. So you're not being a good teammate. You're only doing what you want to do. And then you get mad at them for even bringing it up to you. Look, I told you I'll do it. It's been three days. How long is a person supposed to wait for you to actually decide that you want to do it? True. That's how teams lose. When you say, well, I'm, I'm going to do that. You're on a team with somebody and you're playing a sport. You say, well, I'll, I'll get to it. Well, if you wait yeah. too long to get to that spot, guess what? Somebody's going to beat you. And now you lose as a team. But people don't see that. They see what they want to do and how they feel about it and think, look, I'll get to it. It'll be fine. You know, I, you know I'm going to do it. Yeah, but it took you five days to do it. You got mold growing on the stuff now. That's not being a good teammate, Right. It's 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 not and 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 to be honest, like the other thing I'm gonna name is like that can be quite discouraging, right? Mm-hmm. Um in, in 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 a couple of ways. Like one, it also allows the partner to feel like I don't think you're you know, you're not taking me seriously. Like I I'm I'm I, I've asked, I've suggested, or you know, whatever verb you want to put there that like, hey, we need to clean or we need to do whatever. And I, and one of the, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I hear this a lot with couples, not just about cleaning, but just about relationship matters. And that is this this particular word. It's like you'll hear someone say, like, I didn't feel like they was moving with 
the same amount of urgency, right? Yes. Like yeah. you're not. And, and so urgency to us, we always connote it with like, we're taking it serious. So if, so if we're like, Hey, we got to figure this out. We got a big game tomorrow. We're playing against a really big time opponent. We got to tighten this up. There are people who are literally like, man, it's not even a big deal. We'll be fine. Yep, you know, exactly. like, let's just, yep. there are yeah. like, I, I played growing up. Like I played with, 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 with teammates like that. They're like, Man, you're just overblowing it. It's not even a big deal. Right. And, and they can then, play, and they can play up to the competition as opposed to actually playing their role fully. Exactly. And and that tends to like really be that can be divisive because like where because remember it's a shared goal. Right. And part of it is if we some people are usually under the impression of if we have agreed that we would clean up the house to this level on this day, and you're either half assing or you keep pushing the date. That's not teamwork, right? Like that. That's not right, right? Um, it, and 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 again, like people start feeling. Remember, people start feeling alone. Yeah. The same way people yeah. can feel alone on a team. Yep. In the actual sports right. team. Right. Hey, and 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 again, like we're not trying to be comics here, but I tell people all the time. Look, people start asking out of contracts. <laughs> people start asking for trades. Yep. People. People are like you know what i'm gonna waive my no trade clause yep look i mean it, it gets real out here i know we're using sports metaphors but people need to understand uh teamwork is it is very hard because why you got to play your role mm-hmm. and we got to play the people's strengths mm-hmm. but but when it's time to talk about the flaws there's a healthy way to do it but when we do do it take it very seriously folks mm-hmm. because both both parties can benefit but then you have that person who's the one who feels like they're carrying the team they're the one who's oh, been yeah. trying to push the huh. person, and now I got, I got a couple. I got a couple the other day who was talking about this. Yeah, go ahead. Oh man, yeah. and they're not seeing the 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 help, the the work, the initiative, the uh, urgency from their partner, and they feel like they're carrying everything. How do you think they're going to respond to you now? They've asked you to do something over and over again. You're not being helpful. You're not actually responding. You're not being responsive. How do you think they're going to act? They're going to begin articulating their thoughts and desires and their wants in a much more angry tone. It's going to escalate. Where do you think that's going to go? To an argument. It's going to go to an argument. They are going to, because they don't feel like they're being heard, they don't feel like they're being respected, they don't feel like you're, you're taking them seriously, they are going to start approaching these things from a very adversarial place because you're not being a good teammate. So if you're not being a good teammate, I might feel like you're working against me. You're making things harder for me. So now, yeah, I might be more attacking. I might be more sarcastic. I might be more passive aggressive. I might be more biting in my tone because you're not responding to me in a way that helps me think that we are doing this together, that we have a shared goal and that we are actually working together. And so, yeah, I'm going to start attacking you. Where does that leave us? You know, when, yeah. you, when, you see, when you see that happen with your couples, where that one person keeps saying, yeah, I keep talking to him, I keep talking to him, eventually, yeah, they may want to opt out of the contract, but they're planning on sticking around. What kind of attitude do they adopt towards their partner? Um, it's definitely not a good one. No, I, it's I, not I, a good I, one. I will, it's definitely right, not I, a good I, I, one. Right. I, 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 I'll, I'll say one of the quickest ones because this is what eats away at the relationship in terms of like how you start seeing your partner is the resentment yeah like like it starts there yep i don't I don't know if there's another 
emotional experience for you, Brother Rick, that you've noticed. But for me, the resentment starts to kick in. Yeah. And that usually once that I call it the nasty R word with my clients, I'm like, once that nasty R word kicks in, that resentment kicks in. To me, resentment is so powerful that once that's why I say we need to stay away from it, because once it gets in, it could spread. Yeah, like a cancer. It could spread. Like so cancer. so that's how that's how I'm going to answer that. It's like the because the, the, it's the biggest one that starts doing immediate harm. It's right. The resent, you, you start resenting your partner. You start resenting what they say, what they do. And so now everything they're being. Sometimes you hear people talk about like even when they walk in a room. See, that's 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 resentment to me. Yeah. You know, we even hear that like um, in, 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 in we see it in sports. It's like two, two players can't even be in the same locker room yep. anymore. Yep. That's yep. what I mean. Like yep. the resentment has now gotten to the point you hear about the locker room is fractured. It's split into two yeah. because it's like they can't even coexist. So I'm going to say resentment is yeah. one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to agree with you 100 percent. The attitude that you adopt towards your mate because they aren't being responsive to you is one of resentment. And so now you're always going to be attacking. You know, now we really get into that whole pursuer withdrawal um, um, dynamic that we've talked about in the past, where one person's constantly pushing, the other person's constantly running away. If, that, if that's your dynamic, how are you going to be able to work together? You're no longer working together because one person is trying to get away from you and you are the one who's feeling like you have to pursue the other person constantly. And so you're not working together in that kind of situation. You guys are actually going in... in different directions and so you have to break that cycle and be able to communicate hey when you come at me this way i feel attacked well when you don't respond to me i feel ignored and so how do we recognize that that dynamic between each other and do something different okay i don't want to attack you but i also don't want to feel ignored what do we have to do in order for us to be again on the same page so we're moving forward as a team we're moving towards that goal together as opposed to me chasing you and you running away from me. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and you're absolutely right because like then one of those complicated dynamics, like for sure withdrawal really expose itself now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It really does. Now that, now that relational dynamic is now about to kick up in high gear now. Yep. 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 Yeah. And so, so where do you go from there? You know, we, we want to start thinking about, so these are things that are getting in the way. You being defensive, your perception, um, you know, past family issues, personality disorders, all these things are getting in the way of you being on the same page with the person, going from that, that I to that we. But how do we begin to overcome that? What are some of the techniques, some of the things, some of the tools that people need to utilize in order to be better teammates? Um, well, I, I think, again, I, th I think it's important to just like being on a team, you want to continue to get to know each other mm -hmm. and really open up about here's how I like to receive feedback. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we got to start having like those kind of conversations. Here's what works with me. Here's right. what doesn't work. Some people are very visual learners. Um, say that, you know, like, hey, I think it'd be very helpful whenever you give me feedback to do it in this particular way. Um, so I think I think we have to learn more. We got to keep learning. Yeah. Because remember, that's part of practice. We got to we got to vibe out yeah. while we're doing said yeah. activity so that way when we get to the game, it's smooth. Right. It's fluid. Right. 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 But we have to talk. Right. I think the other thing is people have to start embracing 
um, you used the word earlier that res- that that I, I use often. It's like you, 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 both parties have to be comfortable with being pushed and being challenged. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to. You have that, to be. Pra- practices, I mean, most of the best players ever and the best teams ever in all of sports, if you if you really, like, dig deep, they've had, like, the most volatile practices and the mm-hmm. most intense practices. Yeah. They'll tell you. We was going at each other. We were, and, 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 and it wasn't about disrespect, though. It was all about because, you know what, you know what, by me saying this, it's to say push each other, challenge each other, believe it on the court. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Same thing in the relationship. Yep. If it's about, like, go hard, push each other around cleaning or doing taxes or whatever, but when that activity stops, like turn your brain off and and switch over, right? right. That that's ideally what you should be. Leave it on the court, leave it on the field, yeah. right? Yeah. That's another big thing. Like I think couples really need to practice that much more. To be honest, now that I'm thinking about, they gotta learn because you yeah. can't have that spillover. Don't yeah. leave practice trying to fight someone in the parking lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. what couples do. Yeah. Like they'll they'll leave the task. And then want to start like uh, uh, going at each other, right? Using other situations that have nothing to do with said task. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, so, yep. so, and then, and then the other thing that I'll say before I kick it over to you, because I'd love to hear what, what what your thoughts are. And I think the other thing too is we need to slow our processes down when things do get out of hand, mm-hmm. right? So even during the pushing each other, challenging each other, if things are getting out of hand, let's slow down. Let's ground ourselves. Let's, let's talk about what is it you need in the moment? Mm -hmm. Like, well, first, how are you feeling? And then what do you need? Right. Right. It's a very practical thing to do in the midst of things, you know, getting out of hand. But to me, I always tell my couples, but it's a good way to stay a team. Right. When things are getting out of hand, let's stop. Let's check in with each other and let's ask, what do we need? It's such a, teamwork thing right like hey reek i see you struggling how you feel you okay yeah what you need for me and you may just be like i just need you to like send me the ball like a split second earlier okay good i got you right then we move you know what i mean like that's just all it is so i mean those are those are some like ideas when i think about helping couples to start rethinking how to be a team yeah whether it's like during the practice or you guys are actually in game mode yeah. or whatever yeah i mean what are your what are your thoughts i think you know going back to something you were saying earlier checking in with yourself you know when you talk yeah. about slowing down that processes checking with yourself and figure out if you find yourself always in an argumentative mode then what's going on with you that's even leading to the arguments what are you feeling what are what's what what space are you in that's even allowing you to feel so defensive and wanting to fight. Correct. You know, what, what, what are you, what are you, how are you, because that's going to actually lead to how you see things, what lens you're looking at and perceiving, you know, the, your partner approaching you and the situation. So you have to check in with yourself. Okay. If I find that I'm constantly getting into these arguments with my mate, what's going on with me? Oh, I find that I'm being very, very defensive. Why am I being defensive? Oh, because they're tapping into an insecurity that I already feel about myself that I don't want them to see. You know, so you have to figure that out for yourself in right. order to really be able to address what the root problem is within your relationship that's keeping you from behaving like teammates. If you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling less than, if you're feeling inadequate and you're bringing that to the table, then anytime somebody calls you out on that inadequacy, intentionally or not you're going to react defensively so you have to figure that out for yourself 
So what is actually going on with you? How are you perceiving this? How are you feeling about this? That's allowing this environment of, of, um, of arguments and, um, uh, what's the opposite of collaboration? Um, conflict. Um, this is a conflict. You know, yeah. what's, what's allowing this atmosphere of conflict to keep arising? There's something going on with you that you need to check, you know? So you have to start there. Another point is when it comes to really dealing with somebody as a teammate, you want to be able to have like a shorthand. That's one thing you hear people say, you know, who are, are really good teams that they have, there's a shorthand in their communication that I can look at you and tell what's going on and I know where to be. I know where on the yeah. floor I need to be. And so it's really about the way that you're communicating. How are you communicating what it is that you need or how are you receiving the information from me about what they need so that you guys can actually move forward as a team so that you can score? You know, if you're only focusing on what you want at any given moment and you're not actually in tune with your mate, well, of course, that's going to lead to an argument because your mate's not feeling heard. You're only focusing on you. And so you have to be better in tune and develop a kind of shorthand with your mate where it's like, okay, well, I can say something or I can look at you and say, all right, you know what? I know what that look means. Let me go ahead and do this as opposed to trying to ignore it or, or you know, fight against it and make them angrier. That's one thing you see all the time too with mates. It's like, I'll see. I, yeah, I saw her. And so, yeah, I, I decided to be a jerk about it. You know, they didn't want to say what was on their mind. Well, I was going to say it for them. So I, I just did what I wanted to do. How selfish is that? Yeah. How self-focused is that? You know, yeah. how uncaring is that? And so it's really about being in tune. And once you are in tune, actually responding to what you're seeing and what you're hearing and not feeling like you have to fight against it because your mate is trying to communicate something with you. Something is trying to happen and get done. And this is what you signed on for. You signed on to win the championship. You have to actually play your role and understand what your role is and make sure that you're paying attention to what's happening with your other teammate so that you know where to be in order to score. That's yeah. what it, that's what you got to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that was well said. And I think the other thing I just want to add, because I've been saying it a lot over the last couple of weeks to my clients, part of being in a, in a um, being a team is you got you got to have compassion, man. Oh yeah, you have to have a lot of compassion. Oh, compassion I've been sure. using that word a lot, and I just want to just throw that out there. I mean, you have to. It's gonna be hard. You know, you're you're flawed. They're flawed. So when things don't go well in practice, just you know, try not to get on them so hard. I mean, push them, challenge them, but yeah. you know, at least try to have some compassion. That like. You know their intentions. You know Correct. their intentions yeah. are pure. They're not. They're not trying yeah. to injure you. Thank you know you. they're not trying to injure you. So that compassion and empathy is everything. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. All right, man. So it's that time. It's that time. It's that time again. It's time for the noble truths, Doctor John. What is your noble truth for this week on this topic around being a good teammate? Um, I'm I'm going to I'm going to take one of the things you said and add that to what I said, and that is being a good teammate means checking in with yourself first. You got to know what's going on with you. Understand your areas of strengths, areas of improvement, right? And be very careful giving feedback 
and receiving feedback when you're dealing with your teammate, yep. when you're dealing with your partner. That's like one of my biggest takeaways, noble truths to really share with the audience. Think yeah. about it, folks. Like, check in with yourself first yeah. before you start giving feedback and or receiving feedback from, from your partner. No doubt. I'm in 100% agreement with you. I think my noble truth for this week is something that you said earlier. And again, like my homegirl Kima said, you have to start thinking about this as we as opposed to I. Yeah. You have to constantly, and when you think about what it means to be in a healthy relationship, what it means to be on a team with somebody, what it means to be working towards a common goal, again, that common goal is everything. It's not I, it's we. What do we want? What do we need to do? How do we make this happen? It's not about I. So whether you feel like you want to do just what you want to do, or if you feel like you have to carry the team because the other person isn't stepping up, it's not about the I. It's about yeah. that we. You have to focus on that we. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. No, and, and and it's an important mantra. I, yeah. I'm glad you brought it. It's important. It's, it's it's we, not I. Right. That's where it's at. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, Doctor John, that is it for this week. Why don't you tell the people where they can find out more about what's going on in your world, my brother? Uh, Kingsoftheheart.com. Start there. I yes. mean, you know, we're doing great work. We have a lot. We're working on a lot of different projects over the next, you know, few months, year. Look out for that. But please come visit the site. Show love. Um, you know, we have a lot of great material up there. Also, you can find me at rccmaryland.com. Uh, check out clinically what I'm doing. Uh, I'm also doing a lot of other great works in the communities for for the world. Yes, you, know, you can find me also at Vera Institute of justice uh doing great work and those lines as well man so just excited man just busy always dedicated to the people man yeah man what about you brother Reed? and i just Where have to say man you, you are doing a lot of phenomenal work out there please look up some of the things dr john is doing i am always proud as a brother. brother you know i got your back you, you are a great teammate and i want to make sure that you succeed i don't want to ever see you lose brother i don't want to ever see you way. lose you know? I feel the same way, man. I mean, that's part of being a team, brother. Exactly, so, man. Uh, it's about you know, winning me, together, man. When you win, I feel like I win. Hey, I feel the same way. And so let me pass the ball over to you and uh, and let the people know where we can find you and all the great work you're doing. Oh, you're man. also doing a lot of great work out there, too. Well, you can brother. find me right here at kingsoftheheart.com and all our streaming platforms where you can listen to the podcast, Kings of the Heart. You can also find me on all social media platforms on the Tyreek Omari or Tyreek Omari Walton. Or you can also go to my website, TyreekOmariWalton.com or my other website, ViewsAndVibes.com to find out more of what I've done in the past. A lot of content out there. We've both been out here for a long time. We've said a lot. We've written a lot. We've done a lot. So this a lot. If, if this is your first time ever hearing about us, trust me, you can find out a whole lot more about what's in our brains just by looking for us, all right? All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. I want you to have a fantastic week, and we will catch you next time. Peace.